speak A hundred billion galaxies are born In the vapor of your breath the planets form If the stars were made to worship so will I I can see your heart in everything you've made Every burning star a signal fire of grace If creation sings your praises so will I God of your promise You won't speak in vain No syllable empty or void For once you have spoken All nature and science follow the sound of your voice And as you speak A hundred billion creatures catch your breath Evolving in pursuit of what you said If it all reveals your nature so will I I can see your heart in everything you say Every painted sky a canvas of your grace If creation still obeys you so will I If the stars were made to worship so will I If the mountains bow in reverence so will I If the oceans roar your greatness so will I For if everything exists to lift you high so will I If the wind goes where you send it so will I If the rocks cry out in silence so will I If the sum of all our praises still falls shy Then we'll sing again a hundred billion times God of salvation You chase down my heart through all of my failure and pride On a hill you created The light of the world abandoned in darkness to die And as you speak A hundred billion failures disappear lost your life so I could find it here If you left the grave behind you so will I I can see your heart in everything you've done 
every part designed in a work of art called love. If you gladly chose surrender, so will I. I can see your heart a billion different ways. Every precious one, a child you died to save. If you gave your life to love them, so will I. could amount to your desire. You're the one who never leaves the one behind. Good day, I'm Paul Stevens. I would like you to reflect with me uh, for a few moments on an opportunity uh, that I had last week. I had just finished filling up my truck with gas at the local Petro-Canada station. As I pulled away from the pumps, an expensive-looking white truck pulled in, and as we passed each other, the driver stopped and said, would you like to buy a large screen TV? He pointed to a crest on a shirt, and he said, our company is going crazy trying to sell these things. I replied, I don't really watch TV. Now's the time to start, he said. I'll give you a great deal. You can get it for your cottage. Well, I don't have a cottage, I said. Well, don't you want to see it? He said to me, and I replied, no, I don't want to see it. And with that, he drove away. Now, there was an opportunity to buy a very large TV. I could see it in the back of his truck, a huge package. Imagine what my vintage Jurassic Park DVDs would look like on that. What do you think? Did I miss a golden opportunity? Well, out of that experience came a reminder to me that many opportunities come our way they come knocking on our door and require a response. How shall we respond? For some people, if the opportunity is there, it's taken without very much thought because it's convenient or it provides a quick fix to our vulnerable side, our issues of insecurity, some opportunities are very difficult to ignore because they speak to our hurts and wounds and longings. But certainly there are good opportunities that we can look at and evaluate and respond to as well. Opportunities come at a certain point in time. They have a context surrounding circumstances, and they have an outcome or a result. Now, today's scripture is from Revelation chapter 3, verses 20 to 22, and it is a message to the church of Laodicea. It really is an opportunity. Listen, I am standing at the door knocking. If you hear my voice, 
and open the door, I will come in to you and eat with you and you with me. To the one who conquers, I will give a place with me on my throne, just as I myself conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. Let anyone who has an ear listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. So whatever was going on in Laodicea at that time in history, it was having a negative influence on the church. History tells us that Caesar worship had developed over the years. Rome required once a year everyone in the empire to burn a pinch of incense and say, Caesar is Lord. Under Domitian in AD 81 to 96, this became very extreme. He actually did see himself as a god, and he demanded to be addressed as such. Jew and Christian were his favorite targets of persecution because they would not give worship to the emperor. Now, can you imagine living under the terror of Domitian must have taken its toll on the faith communities. Now, Laodicea was also a very well-off city. They had a thriving clothing industry. Uh, they had uh, interbred their flocks so that they produced a luxurious wool. It also produced a famous eye salve from its medical school. Agriculture, industry, medicine, banking, individual wealth made it a well-to-do city, a place to go, a place to be. Now, I wonder if the attitudes of that current society had seeped into the church culture. If we look at verse 17 of Revelation 3, John writes this. For you say, I am rich, I have prospered, and I need nothing. You do not realize that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. Now that's kind of a shocking summary in light of the affluent city. And the irony gets even better at verse 18. Therefore, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich and white robes to clothe you and keep the shame of your nakedness from being seen and salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. I reprove and discipline those whom I love be earnest, therefore, and repent. It's kind of like John is saying, you know, what you actually have, all those things you actually have as a city, this is not the real thing. This is not what you really need. It's kind of counterfeit. Now, John tells us in the beginning of this letter to Laodicea, that it is Jesus who is speaking to them. 
we know that the church's works were in question. They were neither hot nor cold, neither healing like a soaking bath in a hot mineral spring, or refreshing like cold water on a very hot day, but kind of like uh, a lukewarm double-double in a paper cup left in your car overnight. In verse 19, we hear that the love of Jesus was not in question. I reprove and discipline those whom I love. Be earnest, therefore, and repent. Now remember the opportunity that I had at the Petro-Canada station to buy that big screen TV at a bargain price. Would you advise me to jump at that opportunity, considering what you know about stolen TVs and drive-by salesmen? But here is another opportunity to buy something. What do you think? Spiritual gold that makes the heart rich. White robes of faithfulness. Salve to anoint the eyes so that you can see the truth. What is happening in your life at this time in your history? Is there something demanding your allegiance? something that you know is wrong but damaging to your life and you need strength beyond your own to overcome it. Emperor Domitian was a man who thought he was a god and threatened those who resisted him. Is there something trying to rule your life today? May you receive strength to overcome, to conquer. Sometimes attitudes of the current society do seep in to the church culture. We become confused between what is valuable, real, what is gold and what looks like gold, what looks like something important, but is only the sparkle of colored glass reflected in a dying light. The fashions of the day may fool us into believing that we are above the average. The new style is so much better, more advanced, more mature. Why not get into the 21st century? Not like the old way of thinking. You know, things become blurred and vague and hard to distinguish. As we look through the haze of the present society, we think we see, but do we really? What we actually hold as valuable and important may not be what really is valuable and important. In verse 18, Jesus says, Therefore, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire, so that you may be rich, and white robes to clothe you and to keep the shame of your nakedness from being seen, 
and salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. With all I know about the wisdom and truth of Jesus, I think that this is a very good buy. What do you think? We were camping last week in a beautiful area near Algonquin. It was called Samuel de Champlain Provincial Park. They had some trouble with their electricity and with their water. And so we had to drive toward the main gate periodically to get fresh water. As we drove, we passed two OPP trucks with officers uh, putting on gear for hiking through the woods. As we drove further, we passed two other OPP vehicles with officers also getting ready to travel through the bush. Now, by the time we got back to our site, a police helicopter was circling the area. And within minutes, a park ranger came by with a photocopied picture of a hiker uh, who was missing, a 20-year-old male. When Sheila and I saw this, we prayed for the young man and for those searching. And we felt anxious for his safety. The area where we were camping was beautiful, uh, but the terrain was difficult and could be treacherous. And so our minds and hearts went out to this person. In less than two hours, the missing hiker was located. He was about a 15-minute drive outside of the park area near a neighboring town. That was a happy ending. A collective sigh of relief could almost be heard. Now, the connection to this sermon is in a remark made about verse 20 of our text. Listen, I am standing at the door knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to you and eat with you and you with me. The remark by William Barclay in his book on Revelation, quoting three different sources, is that the distinctive difference of Christianity from all other religions is in people not seeking God, but God taking the initiative in seeking people like searching for the missing hiker. Boots on the ground, helicopter in the air. Jesus knocking on the door. Perhaps you feel like that missing hiker, wandering this way and that way, yet lost. Perhaps the things that you value and rely on, the things you trust in, don't reach your spiritual need for forgiveness and connection with the Savior, Jesus Christ. 
Perhaps the haze and compromise of our society is making your eyes sore, and you would love to see, love to understand life more clearly. Listen. I am standing at the door knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to you and eat with you and you with me. Let anyone who has an ear listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. So, when opportunity knocks, how will you respond? Amen.
together. Lord, we thank you for hearing the prayers of our hearts. We lift up to you all who are feeling isolated and alone today, those of us who feel weak and unwanted and hurt. Reach out, confidently knowing that you will not reject us. As we rest in your presence, may you touch our spirit with your power to renew. Show us how to respond to the opportunities we face this week. Remind us to seek wisdom from you and help us to understand this life and your ways more clearly. In Jesus' name, amen. An interesting thing happened this morning before I came. Uh, I was getting ready to go, but time kind of was running short. My wife was on her way to work, and uh, as she opened the door, she gave a little scream and said, look, and uh, there was a little chipmunk in our kitchen. And the chipmunk was running around and around. How do we get it out? Our cat was very interested. The chipmunk was a bit leery of, uh, of what the cat had in mind, wasn't quite sure whether it was being honest, friendly, or just hunting. We had a live trap, and so we, I set that in the living room, and the little uh, chipmunk ran around and around, and I set bait for it. it uh, was interested in the bait. I opened the door. Uh, it ran by the open door. Uh, finally, it went into the live trap and was caught. And uh, 
I was able to set it outside to freedom. Sometimes we have to be caught uh, in order to realize what freedom is. The door was open so that the little critter could run out where it, where it had come from, but it kept passing by, even sitting on the window ledge looking out the window and uh, wondering how to get out, but, but passing by the open door. This week, uh, as you face each day with your faith and the presence of Christ, may you recognize the open doors that lead to life and safety. And uh, may you not get trapped uh, into things that uh, aren't good for you. May you know how to decide uh, each opportunity that comes your way. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. And may he give you peace until we meet again. Amen. me